Clear prop. Star 73 is Cherokee, number two, following twin traffic, three mile final. There's something One trailer Bravo, Rakesford in runway 25, going uh, four mile final. This is Behind the Prop with United Flight Systems owner and licensed pilot Bobby Doss and his co host, major airline captain and designated pilot examiner Wally Mulhern. Now, let's go Behind the Prop. What's up, Wally? Hey, Bobby, how are you? I'm good. This is a first of its kind for Behind the Prop. We are going to title this or call these Midweek Topics. Uh, As you notice, if you're downloading these episodes, this is a middle-of-the-week episode that we've released. Um, We get asked a lot of questions that really don't fill up an entire 30-minute type podcast episode, so we're going to probably start releasing these maybe not every week, but occasionally during the week. Uh, to answer some short topics. So about two weeks ago, we did an episode on 10 things student pilots do wrong. And we got a little bit of feedback that said, hey, what about instructors? What instructors, what should instructors be doing better or different? And we decided, well, we are going to share the five things that we think all instructors should be held accountable for. And if your instructor is not doing this, then you need to ask them to be accountable to these five things. We're going to count them down in reverse order. So number five are logbook endorsements. Uh, there's no question that everyone's logbook is, is is a little different, but it is your logbook, and you have to own it. As the student pilot, you have to own it. Um, and at the end of the day, I think uh, not all, not every instructor is going to write in it the same way. What would you say, Wally, to students that they should hold their instructors accountable for as it relates to logbooks? Well, it, it, you know, your logbook is your your record of your flight, and uh, it's it's worth its weight in gold. Uh, a logbook is is worth a lot of a lot of money, basically. Um, so you want to make sure that the instructor accurately logs your flight. The the, the other thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that uh, ground school is logged in. In, in all likelihood, you're paying for ground school. So if you're paying for it, it should be logged. And it is required by the FARs to be uh, logged. And, um, you know, for, for a check ride, we need to see um, a log of ground school as well as the flight. So, you know, it's, you know, a typical instructor, he or she may have four or five, six flights a day. And uh, they're in a hurry. You know, it's it's already three in the afternoon and they've got two more flights to go. They've already had a long day. Um, and they may miss things. You may go out and you, you did a one hour flight and, um, you were under the hood for a little while and the instructor writes, uh, in their steep turn stalls, uh, slow flight and, uh, forget, forgets to mention the, the simulated instrument time. And, um, so it's, you know, you're, you're the audit. So say to the instructor, Hey, what about the, what about the hood time? Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah a, I that's forgot a good about one. that. Yeah. Get that so, covered. Yeah. Just so make sure, make sure what the instructor logs is accurate. Don't agree to let them come do it next time. Don't say, don't leave your lesson and say, well, we'll, I'll write that in there next time. Right. Make sure they write it now. Right. That catching up in a logbook is very painful. So that's number five, logbook endorsements. Number four, briefings. You and your instructor should have a briefing before the flight and a briefing after the flight. You should both have a plan of attack, um, and then they that you both agree to for that flight. And then you should have some feedback that you're getting from the instructor after the flight. This is this could be as short as three or four minutes. Hopefully, it's in a private area at the flight school that you're taking lessons at. 
but you should be able to get both what they're thinking you're going to do in the air and then a debrief afterwards. I jokingly tell people the most expensive classroom in the world is the cockpit of an airplane when the airplane's running. It's just not the right place to be planning for the day. Absolutely. And it's it's not a great classroom. It's noisy and it's probably if it's uh, summertime, it's probably hot in there. And, you know, it's not unusual to say you're paying $180 an hour for the airplane and the instructor, and that's $3 a minute. Yeah. So that's that's pretty expensive, uh, pretty expensive classroom. You know, you know, in a perfect world, uh, before you even get to the school, you should have an idea of what you're going to do because that should have been something that uh, hopefully was covered in the debrief from your last flight. Um, and that's bullet number three. Your CFI should have an action plan for that day. Right, right. Um, so hopefully the, the, the debrief from the last flight, you got an overview of what you're going to do next time. Hopefully you have uh, access to a syllabus, and uh, so you know what you're supposed to do. Now, there, there could be uh, weather uh, situations where, um, you know, you've got a 2,000 foot ceiling, so maybe you can't get up and do the high work that you wanted to do today. So uh, you know, you're going to still take advantage of the instructor time, the airplane time, and you're going to do some pattern work. So there, there, you know, there has to be a little bit of wiggle room in there. But um, definitely, um, you know, you, you should know what you're going to do before you get in the airplane. And there could be situations where maybe um, uh, the instructor wants to uh, uh, do a diversion with you. And so he or she may not mention that and, and you get out there and, and actually uh, do that in the air, but you should have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen before you get in that airplane. Yeah. Hold them accountable to that. Make sure they're telling you that before the day. I, I'm, I'm an owner of a flight school and I sit here and occasionally I still hear people in the lobby say, what are we going to work on today? And I will normally jump up quickly and say, Hey, these things need to be having a, you need to have a plan of attack or why, why aren't you using the syllabus that we're providing? Like I hold people highly accountable to make sure that they do have that plan. Um, and I get that instructors get busy and that people probably blend together. And if you've taken 10 weeks off, it's probably hard to keep up with. Are you really, do we, do we need to go back and work on something? Or are we going to work on what we said we're going to work on, but have a plan for the day? Number two, we both feel strongly about this one. You should be getting quality instruction. You should be getting an instructor that is providing you value. They should not be, it shouldn't feel like they're building time. It shouldn't feel like they're just riding along with you, no matter what stage of your flight training you're in. Even if you're working on your CFII or MEI, you should be getting quality instruction from that instructor. Um, often I see, uh, a variance of handshake and then something else that happens, whether they go back to their office and work or student goes to plane to pre-flight and instructor gets something to drink. Like all those things are really going to happen. But when you and your instructor are working together, you should be getting quality instruction. And often that means to me early on in flight training, students are pre-flighting planes. That instructor should be overseeing every action that you have as part of that pre-flight. Everything that you do as it relates to pre-flight planning, they should be doing with you as well. They should be critiquing and coaching. They are your consultant. In corporate America, if you paid somebody to be your consultant, they would be doing they would be doing a lot of coaching and overseeing, and that's what you should expect from your flight instructor. Wally, what are your thoughts? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, if if uh, you know if you're going to go uh, have heart bypass surgery. Um, you're probably going to try to find 
the best surgeon you can. Uh, you're probably not going to even ask what the price is. <laughs> you want the best surgeon. Um, you want you want a quality uh, instructor, obviously, and 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 by and large, ninety eight percent of the ones that I uh, get to um, work with are, are doing a really good job. Um, but um, you 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 should demand that. No question. Quality instruction was number two. And then the number one that we think you should be expecting and holding your instructor accountable for is having fun. This might be a little bit counterintuitive, but you, you should be having fun during your flight training. Uh, I think Wally and I have both seen people that don't have fun, and that's more on them than maybe the instructor or the, the relationship thereof. I think there's some students that don't want to be pilots, and maybe mom and dad are making them be pilots. But if you want to have fun, you should be holding your instructor to making making the event fun and enjoyable. Um, there should be times where they give you critical feedback. You don't. You shouldn't be best friends with your flight instructor. You shouldn't get too close with your flight instructor. You need them to be able to critique you and give you bad news if you're not doing something the right way and, and respect their feedback. But you guys and girls should be having fun, no question. You know, when I was learning to fly, well, even, even today, even today, you know, many, many years down the road, uh, getting to fly an airplane uh, – is is pretty much the highlight of my day and especially when i was learning when i was a student pilot my gosh you know i would i, I scheduled usually three days a week and i'd wake up in the morning and i'd say oh yeah it's tuesday i don't i don't get to fly today but boy tomorrow on wednesday when when the alarm went off it was like oh geez i get to fly today i get to go fly an airplane today i i watched uh, an instructor uh, i don't know a year ago and and i'll go ahead and throw out the disclaimer that the instructor happened to be my, my daughter, um, uh, at, at a flight school, um, debrief. I, I got to, uh, watch her debrief a student and they talked about what they had just done on the flight and everything. And, and she finished it up by saying to the student, did you have fun today? And, and it's just, it was a light bulb moment for me. I went, wow, I've done a lot of flight instructing and I have never said that to a student. And when she said that, the, the, the student lit up and said, yeah, I had fun. I had a blast. I can't wait to get back tomorrow or whenever it is. Learning so, should be fun. Th- this should be fun. I mean, most people don't walk into a flight school because they feel like they have to go out and get their private pilot certificate. They do it because they want to get their private pilot certificate. So let us know what you think of our midweek topics. This week was five things instructors should be held accountable for. Number five, logbook endorsements. Four, briefings, both pre-flight briefings and post-flight briefings. Having an action plan for you was number three. Two is quality instruction. And the number one thing your instructor should be held accountable for is making sure you have fun as well. As always, fly safe and stay behind the prop. Thanks for checking out the Behind the Prop podcast. Be sure to click subscribe and check us out online at BehindTheProp.com. Behind the Prop is recorded in Houston, Texas. Creator and host is Bobby Doss. Co-host is Wally Mulhern. The show is for entertainment purposes only and is not meant to replace actual flight instruction. Thanks for listening and remember, fly safe.